guys, welcome back to the loft of my tiny house where I keep my modest collection of books. Today I wanted to talk to you about the books that I find the most useful in terms of self-development for a yoga teacher or really anybody, but specifically since I've been a yoga teacher for so long, these are the books that I found to be really important when working on my self-awareness and my relationship with myself and being able to understand why the mind does what the mind likes to do. These four books have really had the strongest impact on me. The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. This book was one of those books where you're not just going to sit down and like plow through cover to cover. There are all these little spots. He actually puts in this little S-shaped symbol. And that basically is to cue you that it's a space in the book where he wants you to actually close it, put it down, and think, and absorb the lesson. And a lot of the books on this list are actually exactly the same way. You have to read them in little pieces and then let that assimilate and soak in. And this book definitely, um, it took me probably about six months to work my way through it a little bit at a time. But you spend a lot of time working on this when you're not reading it, like thinking about how can I take what he's teaching me and really pull it into my life. Now, the title of the book really explains that this is all about grounding yourself in present moment awareness, which is such a cornerstone topic in yoga. The experience of always being in the now instead of living in the future where anxiety lives or living in the past where depression lives. When we are planted firmly in the present moment, we get to, in yoga, we would use the term santosha, the contentment of being. And he goes through so well how to get to that place and how to work on some of the pitfalls that we run into when we get distracted and our mind gets pulled into those other places. It really, uh, in a time when I was experiencing a lot of anxiety and fear because of changes that were going on in my life, this book helped me to ground and get a sense of stability by being in the present moment. And actually, I think it's a book, I don't often do this, but I would reread this book. So that's saying something. <laughs> okay, the next book is one of the more recent ones. I read this last summer, and it's one that's been on my list for a long time, When Things Fall Apart by Pema Chodron. And she is a female Buddhist monk. She has written, oh gosh, like 15 or 20 books. And this is one of her older ones. It's like one of her classics that I've heard about over and over and I finally decided to pick up a copy and read it. Same thing on this one. This one took me several months to read because I would read like the chapters are maybe four or five pages. They're really short and concise, but they convey this powerful message in each one and you have to kind of close the book, put it down, and digest. So it's not a light, quick read. And a lot of the ideas that you're going to read in here are not light and happy. So that's another reason why it can take a little while. I think 
<laughs> the title really says that, right? Like when I was reading this, I would try not to leave it out where people would see it because they were like, oh my gosh, when things fall apart, like what's wrong? Are you okay? But <laughs> that's the whole thing. When something is based in Buddhist philosophy, the idea is that things are always coming together and falling apart, coming together and falling apart. And that if we know that things are eventually going to separate and there's going to be that open space where we feel uncomfortable, there are certain things that we can do to build comfort with that discomfort. That's kind of the overall idea of this book. How can we create a sense of comfort in those times when things are falling apart and it really feels like everything is ungrounded or unstable because we know that those things are going to happen. Guaranteed, if you're human and you are alive, you're going to go through those times. So this is a great book to read and then reread if you're going through some hard times that it could be really, really helpful. All right, the next one is a classic that you may have already read, The Four Agreements. This book, I did a series of yoga classes using the four agreements that my students loved. Each one of these can tie so well into yoga practice. But I think the most important one that I want to highlight right now is the idea of don't take anything personally. That is so important for a yoga teacher, and I wish I knew that from day one. Don't take anything personally in life, but as a yoga teacher, if one person loves your class and another person hates your class and thinks it's terrible, I always ask my students, like, well, who's right? The person who loved your class or the person who hated your class or both? There's so much opinion and personal preference. You just can't take it personally. And I think that helps yoga teachers to avoid burnout a lot. Like, you are teaching in the way that you know how to teach that feels the most authentic and then you have to just kind of leave that open and see where people fall. Some people will love your teaching and will come to your class and become your regular students and for other people maybe your style is just not for them but it's not a personal thing. So that's a great one. And the other one's also really, really helpful, and it's a quick read. This one, I mean, you could sit down and read it in an afternoon or even a day if you're a pretty quick reader, but it's also another thing where these four agreements are things that you really want to start to pull into your daily life. Don't just leave them in the book as something that you've read. Make this a part of your daily life and something you think about regularly. All right, the fourth book on the list, I don't actually have a physical copy of it. My house is 192 square feet, and this space up here is the only storage space that I have. So I am very selective with the books that I have physical copies of. So that tells you how important the books are that I do have copies of. But this next book, I actually have a digital copy of that I listen to it as an audiobook and as a text, as a reference. It is Eastern Body, Western Mind by, I'm going to see if I can say her name right, Anodia Judith. Eastern Body, Western Mind. This is a book that focuses on the chakra system and energy, but the reason that I love this book is because it brings together the idea of the subtle body and energy and the chakra system with 
modern psychology and emotions and how we deal with trauma and difficult events in our life. And it pulls those two together, which is a beautiful thing as a yoga teacher to really start to look at how those two things can be melded. I love when some part of the yoga philosophy can be backed up by science. And that's really what this book is about, is showing how what we know in psychology is showing why the chakra system is a very good model for understanding human emotions and human behavior and the way that we process through events in our life and how we get stuck and how we can move through those blockages. So awesome book. It's a little bit of a heavier read because she does talk about some stories about people who have been through trauma and how that trauma affects the body. So it's not the lightest, happiest read, but the information and the application of the information makes it totally worth working through all of that. But again, these are like heavy books that you may need to take in little pieces and let yourself digest it and work through it and then come back to it. But they are life-changing with the information that's in them, so it's totally worth that effort of going through and absorbing. All right, so those are the four books that I think are the most important for personal development for yoga teachers. And I'll end this by saying the same thing that I said in the last video, and that's that I am working on a book giveaway that I've wanted to do really since last year. I'm a little late to the game here, but if you are interested in a copy of the book that I wrote, Yoga Therapy at the Wall, which is a very comprehensive look at how we can use the wall in therapeutic yoga practice, in self-regulation of the nervous system, and working on our vestibular system and our body awareness, and just using the wall as a prop to open up the physical practice of yoga to a whole new population of people who might not feel comfortable doing the poses without some sort of an external support. It's also very effective if you have a vata composition, the air ether element, and you're a little bit spacey and ungrounded, like I tend to be. The wall practice, especially like restorative postures at the wall, are super effective at regulating vata that is deranged. <laughs> so if you are interested in getting a copy of that for free, I'll be picking the person on May 1st, and I just ask that you subscribe to the YouTube channel, leave me a comment under this video, and then go over to my Instagram, which is at Laura G Yoga, and send me a message over there letting me know that you are interested and why you feel like this book would be helpful to you. All right. Thanks so much for watching, guys. I'll see you next time.